The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Another week here on the Brandon Peters Show on a Tuesday and not a Monday. I'd like to take holidays myself, believe it or not. Joining me today, we have from the Bob and Tom Show and the voice of the Brandon Peters Show, who talks like an angel, Jessica Osman. Oh, well, thank you, Brandon. Great right. to be here again. For this falling nice. star or turd. All right. So this is, this is pretty exciting. So if you remember when we started the old teen show, we we're missing an episode. The first one. Uh, I scoured the internet, the dark webs, made some deals with VHS traders. Nothing panned out. Um, <laughs> and so we decided to go on the heights with like, let's. We, there, was a, there was like a five minute clip. That's all we had. And we had a synopsis. And we we're like, you know what? Let's just do a prepper, a buffer. It sucks, but we have to go on. So uh, in penultimate fashion... I find it after we record the final episode of our Heights run. I found it, and just in time for this week when it airs, Jessica and I can watch the Heights episode one and talk about it, which is what we're doing here. Before we get to the end, we're going to go back to the beginning. That's right, and it all makes sense now. It does. (laughs) Yeah, it's such a completely different lens than had we started with it, with what we're watching now. So it's kind of fun. But a little bit, yeah. It was weird. So, like, the source I was getting these clips from wound up coming through in the end, but like, it was never there. I it the date on which this post was made that I found it was July of like two years ago. When I I swear I scored up and down, it was not it has not been there, not at all. Like, and I looked for the heights, and it was confusing times because there's like an Australian show called The Heights. There is a movie called In the Heights that just came out. I've seen it now. When we started this show, I had not seen In the Heights. I've now seen In the Heights and The Heights Episode 1. But there was so much confusion. A lot of digging. This show was not popular. This show has not had a legacy, a resurgence, a nostalgia. It doesn't have any big name that would be like, oh, they got their start on The Heights. Like Jamie Walters after like 90210, nothing happened. Uh, The girl who plays Hope, she wound up playing Felicity's mother on Arrow, but that's not like, oh, man, I want to see what she did. It wasn't like a superstar role. She was a recurring guest star. Uh, and then you have uh, the Jody. She's a voice actor. Like, so, like, doing cartoons, video games, stuff like that. JT's an editor now. Like, n- Lenny got thrown on a bunch of teen shows, but, n- like, nothing. Wow. Well, Stan... Stan? Stan Stan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he never hit it. But Stan would go on to star in one of my favorite movies, Swingers. Uh the the token black guy uh in that. Uh and or I think that's that where they coin token black guy was that movie or something. I can't remember. But he was the guy who they take they went out with one night and he said, This place is dead anyway. 
And that's what they always do. And they also talked about uh, when uh, Ron Livingston's character is talking about how he's ashamed to tell people back home about roles he went audition for and didn't get. He's like, shit, my my grandma still doesn't realize they didn't get Deep Space Nine. And I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> so, but, yeah, so we can watch. And so I thought for this week, I mean, I don't have, instead of a regular episode that I do on Mondays, stuff, we'll do this. We'll do a special edition of The Heights, episode one, Talk to an Angel. Why not? That's right. Fuck not. So if you like, you know, you're listening now and you didn't listen to the other episodes, you can start here. You can start here about it. and end tomorrow. There you go. That's right. What you happened in between stuff? And the finale episode, it did not air in the United States, right. correct? So correct. if you were a big fan of the Heights back in the early '90s, you still didn't get to see that episode. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, you're listening to us now, ahead of when we are tomorrow. So it's all sorts of time mix-ups, stuff like that. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Like, what a way to do it. Like, this has been a fun ride. Like, I have enjoyed the heights. We're, we're going to talk tomorrow about enjoying our ride and stuff, but here we are again today because we have been on it. We thought we were done. We thought it was over. Oh, we, yeah. We closed it out. The best the best closing ever, too. Yeah. The best closing. was in the last episode. or yeah. Well, tomorrow's episode. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good closing. And... the like we we will talk tomorrow probably about if we find this episode we will do it so this is us coming through (laughs) tomorrow's promise if i don't cut it if i have not if i've cut it folks you won't hear it but there's a possibility i leave it in there just for shits and giggles that didn't they talk about it yesterday like what what happened so that's fun uh this one does not have commercials unfortunately and it has the original song in the credits that went away after episode two which i forgot all about yeah um but yeah so we will just dig in if you want the synopsis and the character analysis for this episode go back to the first episode of old teen show the heights where that's all we had to talk about so we did and you can use that to prep for here uh but there's like shoes in a tree is our first image of the heights like hanging from, uh, which usually like, it's from a telephone wire. Telephone wire, yeah. Or electrical, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Dizzy is or not Dizzy. Uh, Lenny, he's our first character in the heights we meet. He's recording a uh, garbage truck compacting trash. Like he's getting sounds and stuff for music. Which I don't recall him really doing that after the no, pilot episode I, ever. I know he was into stuff and things, but not necessarily just recording audio. Yeah, he's definitely, um, weird. he's, of all the characters from episode one, the pilot, to the second one, he changes a lot. Like, he's not like the Lenny, they have to dress him differently, he's got a goatee, mm-hmm. he's a lot, he's played a lot differently. He's a, more like JT, it's almost like yeah. he agrees with JT, he's like, oh yeah, a womanizer, like, I want some of that, it's yeah. really weird. So after the pilot, they air this and is it the fans that decide if they like characters? Well, no, or they, is it the producers? Like, we need to switch up the characters and make sure they have a more distinguished role. Yeah. Well, like, a, a pilot will air in the spring. They'll, they'll run it by executives and stuff in the spring. They might use focus groups with them and decide whether to move forth. So a lot of the time, a pilot is 
much different because they shot this like, well, we might do another. We might do more episodes. And then when it's greenlit too, like a lot of things uh, with a second episode of a show, that is what um, we like to coin the term of repiloting because the second episode usually pilots again because they're getting everybody back together. They're trying to figure out the push then. So you could... Usually with new TV shows, and it's probably not like this anymore because everybody can have access to catch up to things wherever, um, they would basically repilot so you could miss episode one of a show, come in episode two, and pretty much get it. And there would always be previously on, and you could get it. And people used to jump, like we talked that first episode, you used to jump into TV shows. Like you couldn't, mm-hmm. you couldn't do that. Like I remember there was three shows. I can't remember what the third show is now, but back when... Uh, Sequest DSV, but that'd be an old sea show. It would be an old space show if I ever did. <laughs> old Sequest was like the big show for that fall. Like they put a lot. Roy Scheider doing television. Star yeah, Jonathan Trek, Brandis. Jonathan Brandis. Star Trek Underwater. Ted Raimi. Uh, and that was the big show. But also airing on ABC at the time was Lois and Clark: The New Adventures of Superman. I had to tape one of them and I could watch one of them. So, and there was a third show I was interested in, but you could only tape one and watch one. So that was my dilemma. And that whatever that show was, I don't remember. I missed out because Superman and, and Sequest. So I had the TV with the VCR in it, like the TV VCR combo. Yeah. And so we would have multiple VCRs going in the house. There you go. To tape different shows. Like whoever wants to watch this has to be in here. And this one's going to be in here happening, and it yeah. was whole. It was all plotted out, and it's kind of a nice uh, family event, you know. There you go, yeah. You get so to pair up with uh, your shows. Yeah, I had to watch. I had to watch Sequest. That I watched Sequest at night, so I didn't get to watch Lois and Clark till Monday night. And the thing that sucked was, um, everybody at school the next day had watched Lois and Clark, and I was like, "Anybody watch Sequest?" And I remember I was sixth grade. It was sixth grade, and my sixth grade teacher was like, "I watched." And I was like, "Fuck, man, I am." What'd you think? Was it good? Uh, <laughs> like, you're wise beyond your years. I was like, I was like, oh, cool. I get to talk to the old man about Sequest while everybody's talking about Superman. Okay. I remember the crossover. Well, Saved by the Bell, the college years, they had uh, Jonathan Brandis show up, mm-hmm. and they were promoting it because Tiffany and Berthiesen's like, "Oh my gosh, what are you doing out of water?" Blah blah blah. Oh. I love Jonathan Brandis so R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, man. Ladybugs. Go back and watch Ladybugs. Such a great movie. You know, he read for Anakin Skywalker for Attack of the Clones. That was like one of the. That was like one of the last. Like he, he passed away like within the next year. Um, Oh my gosh! Like he would. He was brought in to read for Anakin on Attack. I think I would have loved him as Anakin. He might have worked. I don't know. Uh, I, I like. I, I know they were looking for a Ryan Phillippe type for that role when they were doing it, but oh. um, I, he could have possibly fit that. And they went with like someone who looked like from like if you auditioned in a room full of Ryan Phillippe types, Hayden Christian yeah. at the time would fit that look. Um, this has been the Heights with uh, Jonathan Brandis and Sequest. Sequest <laughs> talk. He did not appear on the Heights. Had they gone more seasons. Oh, he could have. He could have saved the show. He could have saved the show. Yes. Added some real comedy that Lenny and them couldn't do. Because, yeah, so Lenny basically, they had nowhere to put Lenny, did they? Like, he had no. It was an overstuffed cast. Like, this cast is almost too big to start with. Yes. You usually, 
Like three boys, three girls. Let's do this. And they have like six guys and three girls. Is that what they have going on? And you had one black man, you have one Jewish person, mm-hmm. you have one Italian. So it's like, that's your three diverse. That's your only yeah. three. That's like something different, I guess. Right. To make it be like, oh, we're, we're representing uh, kind of not really, but I guess for that time, maybe we're because even in the pilot, mm-hmm. Stan is um, getting like what? hounded by um oh yeah there's that guys on the basketball court mm-hmm. and they're like man you're, you're playing on the wrong side and blah 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 and he's like there's no sides man like i'm like yeah stan there are no sides but I, actually they're pretty much our sides right yeah <laughs> um yeah that was an interesting thing that never it only that only came into play when stan was doing his roommate thing with the, yeah. the racial stuff um so we also meet Alex who works at a little that fruit corner or that market thing. And he gives Reed an apple and she does the thing where she bites it and throws it back. Which is weird. Cause I think he was like cleaning the apple and like blowing mm-hmm. on it and like buffing it before he threw the apple to eat. And it's like, yep. ew, don't yeah. blow in my food. And our introduction to JT is <laughs> strutting by some <laughs> schoolgirls in schoolgirl outfits, smoking and like showing off his bike and riding mm-hmm. off, like it was the most cliche thing ever. And the girls were totally into it. Like, oh, look at him! He's a stud muffin. JT smoked a lot in this episode. Yeah, he did. I think they were trying to make him more of like you know the bad boy. But they're like, mm-hmm. okay, after the pilot, lose the cigarette. Yeah. Occasionally, maybe, but like, like this guy needs to sing. So probably not smoking. If he takes the music seriously, maybe he shouldn't be smoking. Right. But uh, we get a we get right into a band jam session with the. No, Alex is he's not here. Um, and we get this song, it's like mm, losing you or whatever. There's like mm, mm, mm. I remember they were mm, and quite mm-hmm. a bit in it. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and it comes to a halt when Lenny starts adding the garbage truck sound effects from his keyboard. And everybody's like, What the fuck, man? What was that? <laughs> he was Gene from Bob's Burgers, basically. Right. Trying to add in those sound effects. So he's like, What, trying to make it real or something interesting, something new? Yeah. So and it's like, why would you just whip that out during a... Because it was a cover anyway. I think they were playing. Yeah. It wasn't you, anything original. So Your kids well, are going to love it. This is how we're going to be different. Right. Uh, yeah, we're going to have trash sounds. Um, <laughs> our band is trash, so why don't we have the sounds of garbage within our... <laughs> uh, JT, like, he, like, disses, like, hopes, like, I want to do original my songs. And he's like, oh, we don't need that flower power music. It's like, oh, shit. Uh, but Alex, he does stop by, and he gives uh, Rita an invitation for his poetry reading, and uh, JT's like, the hell's this? Um, and Rita, though, she's apparently, there's some other guy. Like, we never knew. I never knew this. Um, never knew. That never Richie, came back up. Richie, who's getting, she's getting pressured on uh, by, who's the guy? Like, her brother? I think it's her brother. I mean, I, we never came remember, back, right? Remember when they thought Alex stole or he did something wrong? But he He didn't. It was the other kid. Mm-hmm. That lived in the apartment or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Richie was totally friend zoned and never brought up again. But right, craziness. Um, Dizzy and Joe, uh, Jody's dad. Uh, they have a real like, be nice to my daughter or I'll kill you vibe, which wasn't the way <laughs> it is like ever again. Nope. Well, we never saw Jody's mom in this pilot either. 
It was, she no. just referenced that uh, oh, that's right. they yeah. were going bowling. So the dad was going bowling with the mom, but they must have not she, had her cast yet. Yeah, she probably wouldn't cast yet. That's a good, I didn't and I realize loved, that. And I love the mom, whoever, I forget who they cast, her real name is, but I loved her. Mm-hmm. And I got to love that. I love that Jody's here because, spoiler tomorrow, folks, she's not in the episode. Yeah, it's weird. It's like they just never brought her in mm-hmm. or she found out it was ending that she's like, okay, bye. Yeah, Like, what does it make sense? I was only saying for 12 episodes. So. <laughs> but yeah so, so yeah, so she doesn't pop up. So we get to end here with her back to us from the beginning. And she did really good in this episode. Oh, yeah. She was good. They had a good dilemma here. Um, mm-hmm. The poetry place, like, they get there and, like, they're wondering how many jobs Alex has. Like, how many jobs does this guy have? Uh, and JT goes after some big hair girl to which Lenny's like, or to which she's, Lenny's like, oh, the bigger the jerk, the better the singer. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they give a lot of promise about this is going to be really big band stuff. There's going to be a lot of music talk in this episode. And then that doesn't happen a lot. And they were hanging out as a group. Yeah, they were like so proud they were of like themselves. A band and they kind of did stuff, which again, I watching this pilot, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of in. Yeah. But when are they ever all together again? Never. never. There's little clicks within the group. Yeah, it's usually following two or three at a time, and that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And then it's band practice. Yeah. And they just play music. <laughs> um, Alex reads poetry. It's uh, how do you talk to an angel, but it's like different than the song lyrics. And he's doing it like while staring at Rita while reading. He's like, hey, hey. He even announces it. It's for Rita. It's for Rita. Yeah. I would be like totally creeped out. That's not like, uh, I don't know. If a guy that just started kind of flirting with at the grocery store or whatever, right. like wrote a poem for me in front of everybody. I'd be like, oh, okay, this is a little intense. Ooh. What a guy, what a guy. Uh, but um, you know who's really taken with it is Lenny. He's like, <laughs> and then it's silent. He's like. like I could tell the sarcastic it. clap or not. You think he was sincere, he was, like he was, he was into it? Yeah, he was really into it. Like he liked what he was dishing. And we have like another off thing where Jody tells Dizzy she's pregnant. We get to see that moment. And um, so he he's bemiffed. He goes to uh, Big Mike's and he tells Stan the right thing to do is get buried. And that's what he'll do. And he's like, you know what? You'd be my best man. And so that's where his mind is there right now. And uh, then the next day, like Jody's dad offers a and son credit on his truck. For his business. That's right. Join the business. Join that business, Plumber. Um, Jody and Dizzy were like really in love. Like mm-hmm. they were getting along so well in this episode. And she, of course, tells him she's pregnant. And then mm-hmm. comes the drama. Because episode two, when we picked up with them, mm-hmm. it was almost like they were dating but didn't like each other vibe at all. Uh-huh. Like I didn't really. Yeah. So but after seeing what has this. gone on in this episode. Yeah. I get it. I get it now. It all makes Aww. sense. It all makes sense. So Alex shows up at Rita's work at the the beer place and gives her a poem, uh, and he's turned it, but he's turned it into song lyrics. So he's like, "Here, this," and he asks her out, and she tells him she can't because she has rehearsal, and tells him he doesn't have to be so polite all the time. And uh, Rita looks, she looks, I know she looks a lot more done up than she does in all the other episodes. Are they really makeup wise or? Just like, yeah, makeup wise and hair. And it's like, we want her to be the hot girl on the show here. Right. They really pushed that storyline fast, hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she asked him about all this romance stuff and kisses him. And then meanwhile, this whole time, there's this guy in the intercom like, Rita, 
Bruno, where do I put this beer? Bruno. Where do I put the empty kegs? I work at a brewery, but I don't ever, I don't know what to do with the empty kegs all of a sudden, even yeah. though it's probably something we deal with every single day. Hey, what are you doing up there? It's so weird. First off, Alex just drops by her work. Again, yeah. if you're not like seriously dating, like it's not like she was at a restaurant where you could walk well, in as a public. He walked dating. into her like office a, yeah. at like some like factory or brewery distributor. Like you don't just walk in there. It's weird. Yeah, 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 I'm just really. But I get polite. it. Whatever. I'm just really polite, Rita. I did notice the part in the opening credits with Alex was in this episode where this is like Jamie Walters. And he's like, <laughs> it was in it. It was, but they slowed it for the credits. But there was part where, it's where she throws the apple back at him. He's like, but they slowed it up. And be like, Jamie Walters. <laughs> oh, that's where it's from. So at rehearsal, JT pulls some shit like he's jumping off a deck. Uh, but he lands on a mattress and hopes mad because he's always mean to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, setting that shit up. Alex meets Rita, Rita at Big Mike's and introduces him to everybody. And we find there's some big beef between Big Mike and Dizzy from when he was a kid. Like something about losing a fucking shovel or something. Yeah, 10 years ago, stuff went missing. He always blamed Dizzy, which. Yeah, and he won't speak. Let it go, to Mr. Mike. He won't speak directly to him. Uh, Jody uh, wants to know what Dizzy is going to do about things, and he says, I'm going to play the drums. Not the answer a uh, pregnant woman wants to hear. Nope. With an unexpected pregnancy. Like, hey, what? So we, oh, you're going to play the drums. I'm going to. It's like the end of uh, the Staying Alive, the sequel to the Sylvester Stallone directed sequel to Saturday Night Fever, where. Dash Travolta, what are you going to do? I'm going to strut. <laughs> I like that better when Bart Simpson does it. There you go. Hope and Lenny play an acoustic show in the park with Rita and JT watching. And Rita's like, hey, JT, take out these lyrics. And this is where that Stan has, gets shit from that guy about being hanging out with white people in a band. And he's like, it's not about color. It's not a color thing. So. Yeah. You know what, though? Again, they were all four hanging out randomly outside of band practice. Yeah. At least four of them. Soon yeah. be five when Stan heads over. Um, Hope's music. What Hope very... and Lenny duo. I mean, this is interesting to see. Yeah, that never happened. Were they yeah. ever alone together after this? It would usually be Not like Hope, they were alone, Lenny, but... Hope, Lenny, and JT. That was one of the trios they liked to put together. Was Hope, Lenny, and JT every once right. in a while. And she's singing her like Bob Dylan female mm-hmm. version, Lilith Fairy type music. Right. That's her role in the music of the band. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Richie, he stalks Rita to the park, and he's like, I was told you hung out here. thought I'd stop by. So he, like, tells her he hopes something happens down the line. He'll be around. And and then, like, Alex shows up brown bagging, like, a beer? I don't know what it was. I don't know. And she, like, hugs this guy, like, thanks. And, and, like, sees Alex, and she's like, oh. And then he, like, throws the brown bag beer bottle, like, Oh, it was it's funny. so weird. I don't. That's like not even Alex's character, though. He just saw her hug another guy, mm-hmm. and so he just get, flips out and then walks away. Yeah. Like you know, it could have been her brother. You yeah. don't know her. You just met her. Right. Uh, the next, not this... that time you saw her kissing another dude. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you reacted more to this that guy. Yeah, you were upset. So uh, the next scene has Dizzy going to dinner at Jody's parents. But like, I noticed like right here, it clicked for me. Something was different about this episode, but like there's an overall better feel of like the environment here in this one, like the neighborhoods, the parks, the overall, the overall places. It makes it feel like more rural, rural, small town, less big city like, like than the other episode, like the houses look different. The way it looks just looks a bit more rundown, smaller city type 
things than I feel like we get from the other episodes. I didn't even notice. Like I felt differently about the the city in this. Like especially where they went like Jody's parents looks like an actual like neighborhood, not just like house jammed in a city type right. thing. Um and just like the overall when they like showed like the town, it would look like one of those old like you know, downtown for like Halloween four or something where you're like supposed to be in a small town, but the downtown strip or whatever, or like in frailty or whatever. But that, that's kind of like what it felt like when I, and I didn't get that feeling from like the rest of the series, but it's the way it was the way they shot it and the way it looked. Cause like the park looked different, looked like some kind of different place that we hadn't seen before. Just kind of overall weird, different feeling I got with this one. So the notes that changed after the pilot. Yeah. Let's change this vibe. Let's change this. Uh, Hope visits JT at the auto shop and says she'll quit the band if he doesn't take her more seriously. And he's like, nah, you just have a crush on me. And he's like, this band, this band isn't a game for me, which is his, his running theme. It comes back here and there. Uh, he accosts her of everything being easy for her because her parents are rich and have connections. And he's like, let's just say it's more than a hobby for me. And she gets, she gets to him. She gets under his skin because she goes... The only reason you play music is so you can get girls, and you know what? It shows in your music. And he's like, Ooh. doesn't fucking show my music. You know what, though? Hope had a reason to be upset. In fact, if I was Hope, I'd be so mad at everyone, too, because when um, Rita has those lyrics, and she's mm-hmm. like, look, this Alex gave us lyrics. We should try this song. And JT's like, mm, they're considering it. Hope's like, hold on, y'all. I've been trying to get you to play my song forever get the bad boy from the grocery shop and now you're just gonna play this like this is kind of a yeah i kind of feel bad for hope there yeah the bad boy at the grocery shop with the james dean cut yeah he's got lyrics (laughs) well no one wants to sleep with you hope okay (laughs) rita wants to sleep with alex right we're doing his song (laughs) and jt secretly wants to sleep with alex too yes Um, oh gosh they'll make that clear later on which you already know because you've already listened We we know uh, Alex, Alex <laughs> apparently he apparently lives in like Crime Alley because we go to his apartment uh, where like Rita's waiting for him and all the the ambiance is like loud baby screams, sirens, horns honking, jackhammers, like loud music. Like okay, um, just a couple gunshots shy. <laughs> uh, but Rita is there waiting for him. Um, she takes note about how minimal his place is and tells him uh, things might be going too fast with them. And he's like, I wish I had the moment back. I would change it. And she says, one, <laughs> one step at a time. Asked him to come to rehearsal. Maybe he could help her write a song. Maybe. Hmm. Uh, Jody and Dizzy have a big talk. Uh, the only person you're responsible for in life is yourself, Diz. And uh, they talk about conditions and about the pregnancy and, and fight. And she tells him... She tells him to get the hell out of here, but he, he doesn't make it past the steps. And she's like, I'm having this baby dizzy. That's me. That's what I'm doing. And she admits she's scared too. And she says she's not going to sit and let him wave back and forth on this. So she's like, I'm doing this. Come with me or just I can't have you coming and going. Yeah, she did really this good acting fair. there. It was really good. Yeah. Strong woman saying I can do this without you. I don't need you. Mm-hmm. So it'd be yeah. cool if you don't play with me and uh, keep walking in and out. Yeah. yeah. I have my damn baby. At rehearsal, Dizzy's missing. Alex is hanging out there. Lenny and JT seem to be working on, like, how to talk to an angel chords. Like, I can hear it in there with what they're fucking around with. And then uh, Dizzy comes in to Big... She goes to Big Mike looking for Stan to have a 
one on one, but he's not there. And Big Mike, Big Mike's there for it. And they play pool. He finally talks to Dizzy. Yeah. And he tells him he needs to make a call, not just sit around pondering forever. I'm like, all right. Good job, Big Mike. And then uh, Dizzy goes to the hospital and practices what he's saying. Like, he wants to say to Jody from a paper. And then she comes out to leave and he just can't do it, which mirrors, like, remember the first time when he actually does it in the next episode? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't turn out good for him in that because she's like, no, his pondering took too long. Maybe if he did it that night, she would have been like, yes. But yeah, because they were super lovey dovey. So, which makes sense when episode two and she's super cold to him. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, what did he do that made it so, that makes sense. so bad? Why didn't she like the little doofus? Yeah. Well, and he got, he played up his, uh, the comedy role, I feel like, too, after mm-hmm. the pilot. Like, he was. I'm not like super silly, but mm-hmm. he um, plays that up later. Yes. Uh, at rehearsal, Alex asks if he can uh, help with the song. Dizzy shows up, and Alex plays How Do You Talk to an Angel by himself. The others slowly come in, and JT looks on like, oh, fuck, this guy's way better than me. Mm-hmm. But he still plays and does backup vocals. And we get our, this is the first music video-ish thing of just them around black and white different lenses oh it's like gene commercial type thing <laughs> more than it is a music video and lenny tries to re- we one of them is lenny trying to like record a basketball did you see that that was so yes i did again like, oh. it's like the third time he was trying to uh get some audio <laughs> it's like what does he ever do that later on no they're probably no. like hey let's lose that part of it he can be into film and audio stuff but mm. yeah Run the board. and <laughs> Run the board. Uh, the band applauds and is uh, really satisfied with it. And that's it. It goes to black and we get, next week, the heat from Alex and Rita. I'm like, whoa, they're all, they're pushing that shit. And and uh, Dizzy's asking Rita to marry him. That's, the, that's what they're pushing for the next episode. But you can hear our thoughts on if you go back. That's right. Back like 12 episodes and listen to the... What something about a big old ball? I I can't remember the title. Oh, um, ain't nothing. Oh, but, hold, let me just scroll down. Okay, a star ain't nothing but a ball of gas. Yes, there we go. And uh, if you're watching Fox in 1992 in August, the next night, tomorrow night, America's Most Wanted and Sightings uh, will be on. And Sunday, there's a special pre-Emmy Simpsons party, and the 44th annual Emmy Awards were on Fox that Sunday. Tim Allen and a lot of other funny people on the Emmy Awards. And that's it. We did the first episode of The Heights. That's right. We did it. You have heard us talk about them all. You were not shortchanged. We did not we did not do it easy. Go easy. We didn't skip anything. We in the zero hour we came through. That's right. I'm very So excited. Brandon. Yeah. Now that you've seen all of them, mm-hmm. how do you talk to an angel? You know, I don't know. I really don't. If I knew, the heights would still be on. They never, <laughs> they never told me themselves. I think I skipped ahead with this anyway. Sorry. You did. Do that at but the end. Sorry. We I just want to know how you do it. I, I mean, know. do you write him a poem? I might ask you how we do it later. I hope you do. I'll have to think of something. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. It was It was interesting to see this knowing where everybody goes. Like, Alex is a bit like... They did work on that guy because he was like creepy and weird, yes. and 
he got better throughout the show. Like there is a thing about being too polite comes off as creepy and it's okay to have manners and be polite. But if he just shows up quietly behind you, like I I made this for you. It was like, it was like, they were like, what if Dylan McKay, but like really nice and (laughs) (laughs) nothing wrong with him. It was interesting. There was, um, the drama, like JT still unlikable. Lenny really different. Um, Stan's cool. Like they, Mm -hmm fucked up not using him a lot more than they did with the series um because there's a lot of interesting avenues you could take with him so Mm -hmm. much dizzy jody right there just a little depth to their story that helps um hopes uh, about the same a little more feisty here yeah than she is um i think we go feisty and then the next episode is where he's jt like reworks her song that so you can see that oh he's finally taking my song and he fucks it up um, right so she's kind of defeated by the next one uh, who else was there they they have other people here Jody's jo- Jody's solid whole series it's one character they, they really understood I got um, but yeah I, I it's an interesting pilot um, the show overall I it's you know we'll we'll talk about that tomorrow. <laughs> on on our past conversation but yeah I, i'm happy to have gotten through like all, i was so like i think I, t- I texted you guess what i found like the minute um, the minute i found like we're doing this we're doing this we're recording we're doing this so and i thought the pilot was more enjoyable to watch than all the other episodes and probably because they grouped them all together more yeah so you didn't have to jump around to eight different storylines in yeah. 48 or 45 minute episode yeah so it's a lot easier to watch yeah the, in a later episode richie would have been far bigger of a character right um and they seem to like know what aside from lenny in this pilot they seem to know what they wanted to do with everybody mm-hmm. pretty solidly yeah i mean like stan doesn't get a lot here but he does like he gets his dad's stuff set up he gets the racial stuff with the uh basketball court like there's there's things like okay that's the direction they're gonna go with this guy but why did they even have Lenny in this? No offense. I mean, he wasn't anyone's roommate until later. So he didn't yeah. live with anyone. He was just a one-off. And Natalie. He didn't have a best friend in the group. No. But, like, he was the one. I Like, early, they get away from it, but he was working, like, music-related jobs. Right. Stuff, like, but, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, they the band was too big, I think. Um, that was part of their issue. And they never really established like how, because there will be a lot of times where they have girls' time with Hope, Rita, and Jody, and like how did Jody factor in with the rest of them? She wasn't in the band. She's Dizzy's girlfriend. Like I don't, I don't know how that worked out. I still don't. But they would have the girls have their little time at the clothing shop to talk about things. Maybe they were so. always all friends, and yeah, probably. Alex is the outsider. So yeah, we'll pretend when they're at the Heights High School. Mm-hmm. Heights High School. Heights High. Heights High High. Uh, but you know what? That'll do it for this special edition of Old Teen Show. And I'm super thrilled to cover all the episodes proper. But Jessica and I will be back tomorrow. Our past selves will be back tomorrow uh, with our final episode of the series of The Heights. Um, the conclusion. The transition. The conclusion. And what what an episode it is. Oh, I don't want to spoil <laughs> But yeah. I mean, the only spoiler you gave is that Jody's not in the finale, which yeah, makes Jody's no sense finale. whatsoever. And, and the commercials are not from the United States of America. I'll tell you that. 
Yes. So Jody's still pregnant somewhere in the Heights universe. The baby hasn't been had yet. But uh, Jessica, uh, share your socials while we head out of here. Well, if you want to chat or talk about stuff and things, you can find me on Twitter at JN Allsman. Instagram is at Jessica Allsman. Awesome. Um, I'm on Twitter. <laughs> Where are you, Brent? I'm on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Brent for KUHG. Written work at whysoulblue.com. I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, but before we go, Jessica, how do you talk to an angel? Uh, well, I think I would just try to write a, write a poem first. A poem? Right? And then... I would turn it into a that's song. That's how you open the dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I turn it into a song, um, I would then watch Sequest and see if I had any more motivation to change that song, you know? Because there's would always you, an edit. Would you show up at the Angel's work, place of work, unannounced? Mm, no. Maybe no. outside by the car to try to catch the Angel on lunch break. Okay. I would never just like walk into a building. But uh, okay. I just uh, uh, go from there and see what happens. All right. I'll not be creepy with the angel. <laughs> Unless it's a weeping angel. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Alsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetersshow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetersshow.com. show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.